A very warm welcome to all my listeners who have tuned in to listen to another episode of Insider's Talk with New Entrepreneurial Journey. So let's dive in. We have with us Ms. Sukanya Bhattacharya, who is a founder of, founder of Pratha. And she's into fashion, but what is unique about Pratha is they are supporting the cottage industry and promoting the Indian handicraft work, which somehow was dying because of all the modernization. So, uh, Ms. Sukanya, thank you so much for uh, being a part of uh, Insider's Talk and coming on to our show. And it would be great for our listeners as well to know a little bit more about you before you uh, founded Pratha and uh, you know decided to somehow give back to the society uh, through cottage industry? Uh, first of all, thank you, Veronica, for having me on the show. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And um, uh, this, this first question itself, you know, uh, itself makes me very comfortable, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a uh, start off of the session, because this is something which completely resonates with my belief system. Like you asked me about my background before jumping directly into Pratha, because I feel uh, our respective personalities and uh, the kind of work we do uh, is a collective presentation of all our experiences that we gather through our life. Right. So, um, yes. So if I have to start with my childhood, uh, uh, I have influences of different uh, geographies, you know, um, I've been all over the place because of my uh, tea, tea industry background. Dad was has been in the tea industry. So my growing up years have been from Kunur to Siliguri to the Northeast. So I've been all over the place. So my up, and, and my basic upbringing has been in a very grounded, culturally inspired Bengali family. Uh, while we were a nuclear family, I mean, uh, I've been exposed to the dynamics and functioning of joint family from both sides. That's how my childhood had, has been. So, um, yes, yeah, so there has been a constant mode uh, of exploratory mind, which, uh, you know, came from my moving geographies and getting introduced to completely new culture and way of life and uh, starting from the scratch every time, you know. Um, somewhere I feel uh, this played a very important role in what I am today, made me kind of dauntless with, uh, with the confidence of taking on anything that I believed in with no inhibitions. Uh, even if I was not aware of where what I was getting into, you know. So, uh, because I've seen my mom when I, you know, during my growing up years, I've seen my mom handle uh, every shifting uh, so effortlessly and settling down in comfort even more effortlessly. So, you know, nothing seemed like a huge problem for us or a challenge for us. Uh, that's what I've observed in the child. And uh, till my 10th standard, I was all over the place with my parents. And then from 11th, I settled down in a boarding school, uh, studied in Calcutta and uh, did my post-graduation in communications management. And my first uh, job uh, uh, was with Procter & Gamble India. Uh, and I was uh, in charge of the, so I was the state promotions coordinator for the East. So that was my first job, started with FMCG, had a very short tenure with uh, Consumer Durable. Mm -hmm. uh, and my uh, luckily, my jobs also uh, involved a lot of, uh, you know, travels, uh, which I uh, uh, 
uh, which was a part of my dna by then mm-hmm. i shifted geographies again uh, to mumbai shifted from east to mumbai shifted industry from fmcg to bfsi but again the one thing which remained constant was my travels and explorations uh, so my last full time uh, engagement with corporate was as the head of marketing uh, with kotak mahindra bank uh, post which i uh, Uh, shifted to i mean i i started my own consulting firm uh in uh, with businesses on brand and consulting uh, uh which uh, which continued till pratha uh, was uh, created there was an overlap of the two until uh, i i mean till the first two years of pratha because uh, i needed um, since it's a bootstrap company so i needed uh, uh, cash flow to be uh, fueled into pratha and that's what my consulting thing helped me with till the time i realized that pratha needed more of my time energy and it could sustain on its own so uh, that's where uh, my energy shifted totally to pratha so that's pretty much i think uh, uh, summarizes my life until uh, pratha was formed it's quite uh, interesting of how you have uh, shifted from your uh, you know uh, from what you were doing as in corporate like marketing and then you have moved on to something like fashion so what what made you make that change was was it an interest in fashion already or uh, was it something else that triggered you to start uh, something like pratha so veronica uh, i think it was a very um it was an organic shift uh, a while i always uh, grew up with the aesthetic sensibilities of uh, you know fashion and interior uh, designing uh, because of the women in the family you know mm-hmm. my uh, i've seen uh, my uh, amma and my didi bhai my, uh, my dadi and uh, nani uh, as i would address them also my ma- mother my ma right. uh, uh, bringing so much of sophistication into simple handloom cottons and make that uh, you know make them fashion statements and um, uh, so uh, so this i imbibed it as a uh, again silently uh, as a child i think it was always there mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, even before i uh, you know i mean even before i knew what upcycling or um, uh, zero waste uh, fundamentals were um, i have seen in my household uh, you know uh, my my uh, grandpa who was a renowned doctor i mean in spite of being a renowned doctor he was very um, uh, financially uh, he was a very financially disciplined person okay he didn't believe in uh, wastage and all of that so we have seen um, uh, sarees being upcycled into curtains and um, uh, bed covers being upcycled into pillow covers and bolsters in our house you know mm-hmm. and me mm-hmm. uh, uh, i still remember as a child uh, i used to uh, sneak into my da- uh, my grandpa's cupboard take his lungi make it into a wrap around skirt you know and they used to get this uh, mill sarees uh, mm-hmm. which were very cheap uh, i mean in, 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 not very expensive but very comfortable cotton sarees like we used to get it for 70 80 rupees at that point of time and i used to make dresses out of it gamcha as a weave has come into um, you know is trending right now but i still remember gamcha is basically a local towel okay which you mm-hmm. uh, use uh, use in uh, bengal orissa and assam uh, i used to uh, i mean i i used to transform gamchas into tops and all of that and um, uh, okay i uh, uh, 
I, I, it would have been, it would be looked down upon by my extended family, saying that you know how can she just walk into a wedding with dresses like this? But mm-hmm. my, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, anyway, it makes I, I, it would make you stand out, right, in the crowd. Yes, yes, and 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 my, uh, you know, my immediate family always encouraged uh, these innovations which I used to try. So mm-hmm. cutting the long story short, what I'm trying to say is this always existed in me. But I, I always believe that what has to happen happens, you know, so co- right. uh, corporate had to happen. And uh, like, um, I hear a lot of my um, uh, friends, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, maybe um, not appreciating those few years in corporate saying that corporate was not meant for me. I was meant for entrepreneurship. I was meant to come here, you know. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel that uh, the phase I spent in corporate was a blessing. I learned a lot. And that actually um uh, contributes a lot into what i'm doing right now you know a structured chaos which you know because creative anything creative is kind of chaotic okay right right. so my corporate experience does help me get in some structure some discipline into uh the uh chaotic creativeness that i work in uh but i did i i hope i've answered your questions here no no definitely See, these are the experiences, I think, you know, like you said that, you know, you do feel that corporate experience is something that really helped you in structuring the way you want to run your business. Yeah. So nothing goes to waste, actually, in one way or the other. Exactly. You always take away from whatever uh, journey you are having and then you move on to a new one yes. uh, whenever you want to. So yes. um, I, I truly feel that probably the travels that you have had in your uh, early life is something that would have influenced because you would have seen the local uh, market, you would have seen how the, uh, like you said, the weavers or the local handicraft or uh, local uh, people who are into those embroidery and, you know, uh, creating um, those uh, handicraft kind of a work actually is impressive. And probably did you see it or experience it dying where you felt that, you know, if I want to do something on my own where it has to uh, deal with some kind of uh, fashion, then this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, Veronica. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, yes, I, I, you beautifully connected the dots to uh, my response to the previous questions where I had spoken about a lot about my travel and explorations. Uh, and yes, that played a very important role in uh, what uh, I am doing today with Pratham. So uh, I have always been a traveler, you know, and not a tourist. Okay, um, but, you know, I have never had a to-do list while uh, during my travels of, you know, these, this is a checklist I need to travel to this place with, and I have to ensure that I tick off the entire checklist uh, during my travels. Okay, uh, I would, uh, uh, okay, I would do a basic research on the place, but not an in-depth research because mm-hmm. I wanted, I always wanted to leave it to my interpretation of the place after mingling with the locals, trying the local food uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. exploring it in my way mm-hmm. having said that uh, I was always in awe of the variety of art and crafts in different regions in India again giving credit or uh, you know um, uh, joining the dots to my childhood like I mentioned my childhood influences of the women in my household you know so um, uh, I have seen uh, like with, with, with our shifting of houses I've seen the entire decor of the house change with the you know local um, art and craft you know my mom used to magically change everything somewhere you know? so yeah so my, my love for that was always there 
and uh, so the transition with my travels so i while i didn't have a to-do list for the regular stuff in a place i always did a little bit of research of the art and craft available in those places and i ensured i uh, you know uh, took a look into it and you know uh, un understood what what a particular like if i was traveling to rajasthan or karnataka i i ensured that i explored the art and craft of that place since my uh, childhood obviously the um, uh, my relationship with uh, that kind of interaction changed as I matured, like the transition happened from simple admiration and a lot of shopping to understanding and appreciation of the technicalities and the superior standard craftsmanship behind it till a matured me, you know, uh, uh, which is as, um, as um, late as uh, maybe in my um, uh, 30s or something, I mean, uh, late 20s, early 30s, a matured me with deeper interactions with these people, uh, realized that these talents uh, were so uh, unique and they were nearing extinction. You know, the master weavers were heading to their closest towns for nine to five jobs. The next generation uh, you know, while talking to them, spending time with them, I realized they were least interested in pursuing this as a, a primary profession or a serious profession because they didn't see money in it. They didn't right. see demand in it, you know. Right. And Veronica, it was heartbreaking. It was really heartbreaking. Um, and gradually when I got deeper into it, that is when and how I discovered the why of um, Pratha. You know, rather the why of what Sukanya wanted to do after that, which obviously merged with the purpose of Pratha at a later date. Because I was very clear that, you know, uh, I don't, I didn't know the how or what, honestly, Veronica, like if I actually think, you know, track myself back to that particular uh, period or date, uh, it was, wasn't a day, it was a phase when I was going through this, you know, mm -hmm. I knew I had to do this, I need to, needed to create a platform to be able to uh, create sustainable livelihood for these weavers and artisans uh, so that you know uh, there is a revival which happens but I had no clue of the how and what's you know because mm -hmm. um, I am not from the background you know I am right. not a fashion designer by uh, qualification and I didn't even know it's going to be a clothing line at that point of time. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to do something Okay, then gradually, you know, obviously, uh, uh, when I did a, a deeper um, reflection on myself, you know, uh, I did a lot of uh, speaking to my uh, near and dear ones or friends, mm -hmm. understanding what could be the best way. And uh, that's when uh, I just, uh, honestly, Veronica, when I started, I, it was just a pilot project you know mm -hmm. and I was still consulting when I started Pratha and um, by the end of first year I realized that Pratha has grown faster than I had uh, imagined I had, yeah I had uh, expected it to you know okay so, uh, so yes uh, so uh, and once I had the why of Pratha uh, while I was still there in the midst of my consulting pro projects I think and I was, I was convinced about it that, you know, there is no um, uh, swaying from this point. So gradually so, the how and what fell in place and uh, that is what you experience as Pratha today. 
yeah this, because i i feel that you know uh, you get awesome uh, like you know local art and craft handicraft or um, the clothing line which which is uh, which is local to that particular region when you are traveling but what happens is once you are done with your traveling these things probably are not easily available to you because now everything is online and easy to get and now when we need to work hard i think people like you help us to you know reconnect again with the indian heritage because we have pratha to help us out with it <laughs> so, veronica that's here's a point i want to make again that uh, here the uh, you know prathas a uh, while uh, pratha started off uh, i mean obviously the core intention is to mm-hmm. you know uh, revive and sustain these art and craft through creating sustainable livelihood for them on one end of the spectrum on the other end of the spectrum our uh, a humble effort is also to constantly keep the end consumer informed and provide them with enough information to be able to make conscious and mindful decisions mm. because i think it's not about the intention of not uh, buying it is uh, about uh, the lack of information about these art and craft true so um, uh, i mean i understand that pratha is just a, a drop in the ocean but i am sure if lot of these such drops come together we will be able to convert the ripple to a wave definitely definitely because i think uh, we are done with getting influenced with modernization to be frank <laughs> because initially i'll i'll take a very common example probably every household would mm. be uh, experiencing it like you know uh, the children who are uh, who are into dancing uh, the art mm. of dance and all they want to learn more about hip hop and uh, uh you know those uh, other kind of uh, arts which are quite western mm. but now uh, when i see the new generation they are more into you know yes we would like to learn bharatnatyam we would like to go for odyssey we would like and it is and it is a it is such a blessing to see them in one way because they are carrying it forward you know Absolutely. what our rich culture is so Absolutely. so it is amazing uh so as we are talking about this and indian culture and heritage that you know you you're planning to take ahead and make sure that you know it reaches to every household and at, le- at least like you said the other end of the spectrum is to get them educated about you know mm. what indian heritage is all about what are the different things that we have so while you were setting up pratha what were the challenges that you faced initially uh, to make things rolling so the challenges uh, has been um... common to what most of the entrepreneurs face but if i have to speak about uh, pratha specifically with our uh, basic value system and uh, you know tr- keeping our basic value system and ethos uh, intact um the cha- uh, the major challenge that i uh, received is uh, or faced sorry uh, faced is uh, Uh, trying to balance uh, or tr- uh, you know uh, continuing to uh, adhere to my uh, uh, philosophy of uh, slow fashion zero waste um, uh, all of that uh, with the commercial viability you know so uh, th- th- 
and and i still face i mean while uh, you know i i'm speaking to you uh, now when pratha has uh, co- i mean already completed 5 years of its existence i think the, the challenge is still um, a lot to do with uh, you know because obviously in in the um, spectrum of uh, um, lesser expensive fast fashion availability for you to sustain uh, with a slow fashion philosophy a slow fashion quality versus uh, quantity philosophy it does become a huge challenge uh, for us but uh, having said that uh, i think uh, this is what i had signed up from since the beginning and also um, i was very sure that it is it it is this or it's nothing you know it's not uh, while obviously i'm into business but i'm into mm-hmm. business for a purpose not to right. just uh, yeah so uh, so i think when when you when you have the clarity in mind i think again there are uh, when your intentions are clear i think that there are you find out ways to deal with it and um, uh, also i think with the phase of uh, uh, of life when i created uh, pratha you know after having established yourself in the first phase of your career uh, helped me a lot uh, to uh, not to steer away from the core vision so yeah that has been the i think the biggest challenge time and again which uh, we faced along with that obviously uh, not being from the background like i told you there has been a lot of um, uh, my uh, learning and growing had to happen uh, Uh, hand in hand there was no scope of you know learning and then growing so for me understanding the industry understanding mm-hmm. everything and performing simultaneously uh, has been a challenge but i think it was a welcoming challenge for me mm-hmm. and uh, i have had my vulnerable moments extremely confusing moments but uh, i think uh, the ziddi stubborn girl uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, in me which my parents sometimes complained about uh, played a very positive role <laughs> that's amazing with the sabun girl i think that would be a tagline <laughs> <laughs> so there hasn't been a single day of boredom in pratha either uh-huh. firefighting or celebrating you know <laughs> that's that makes it that that is what makes it in- interesting i think then yes 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 uh, So like you said that pratha is not just about doing business it is there for a purpose as well so um, you know it's been 5 years that pratha has been functioning right so what kind of changes have you seen in the cottage industry over this 5 year period of time according to your journey and your experience so the good news is that uh, from the time we started until now uh, we have seen a uh, a visible shift of socially and environmentally conscious individuals you know uh more mindful consumers which would automatically leave a very positive long term impact on the industry so uh again i think a lot uh of uh, people like us in different segments of the society different uh, verticals of the industry are working uh, towards uh, um, uh, towards this to be able and also a lot of um, i i think the pandemic uh, veronica the pandemic played a, other than okay till 2 years back also there was this uh, you know this evolving uh, evolving customer thing happening but the pandemic did 
somewhere you know the, there are there are positives to every challenge right so right. The, uh, the pandemic actually um uh, gave a first hand experience to all of us that uh, what mindful living or minimalistic living feels like you know mm-hmm. what being uh, uh, empathy be- for most of us i think empathy became a way of life right so um uh, i think it it, it did uh, people did internal internalize a lot of uh, these things which we have been trying to talk about uh, um uh, and uh, you know educate uh, them on so uh, so for us uh, our process of um uh, you know um, the awareness of the cottage industry uh, i mean uh, uh, making mindful purchases or uh, quality over quantity etc all of that has been accelerated by the entire uh, pandemic situation you know so yeah. and also on the other hand of the uh, end of the spectrum uh, speaking of the weavers and artisans which is my uh, current extended team i call them my extended team you know uh, so uh, they have also evolved in the process uh, because uh, uh, you know uh, when i started off with pratha veronica uh, it wasn't i mean like any other business i think it wasn't an easy journey uh, i i thought oh i was like getting into doing something uh, reviving uh, and people would just embrace me you know like i would tell them oh i'm trying to do this for you and they would embrace me the yeah. uh, other end of the spectrum but trust me it was a rejection story okay first mm-hmm. five four to five visits in the villages i came back with thorough rejection you know Mm-hmm. uh because um they didn't trust us you know they've been they've been duped True. a lot of times they didn't trust us they, they i mean they treated me just like just another person who was coming uh, up with a story with no content in it you know right uh and well again that the stubborn self of mine worked and mm-hmm. i was persistent and uh, yeah so from there to now okay what happened during the lockdown again quickly i'll take you through an experience that i went through the lo- uh, during the lockdown so now i have my set uh, team of weavers and artisans and and growing from there every year uh, so i primarily work in the kutch and the bengal uh, cluster uh, as i speak to you so uh, during the lockdown a few of my nri customers reached out to me saying that you know we understand what uh, the business is going through we understand what your weavers and artisans are going through and uh, we would like to uh, you know help in our own way let us know what we can contribute i was thrilled you know i was thrilled because in in the midst of all the uh, uncertainty at least i thought that okay if my weavers and artisans are taken care of a bit of my stress is taken off the plate i reached out to the uh, to them uh very happy you know feeling that oh wow you know i'll make their day and uh, i narrate this entire thing to them and they come back to me saying that didi hum logo ko kaam ke bina paisa nahi chahiye hum logo ko kaam do humko hum logo ko baithe baithe paisa nahi chahiye hum logo ko kaam karke paisa chahiye aur hum logo ko pata hai hum log aapke sath rahenge to kaam aayega this sentence veronica meant so much to me from that rejection story to now you know like True. that faith they showed in me you know that gave me the reason not to give up during the pandemic there were times where i felt mm. oh, will you know will i be able to sustain the business you know everybody however big however small i think right, all of right. us go through our uh, vulnerable moments but i think this particular sentence 
among many other experiences you know magical experiences uh, was a reason for me to not to let them down i could not let them down i had to sustain mm. anyhow you know yes so that's how um, i've seen a shift from, again on both ends of the spectrum Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Perfect. now, while the concept of cottage industry is that small-scale family-run uh, manufacturing to right. meet daily needs, but now with the gradual intervention of authentic brands in the market, wanting to preserve uh, the craftsmanship, they are also, uh, you know, and and also being able to communicate it in the language of work and love. Mm-hmm. They've understood the seriousness of the business, and they are also mentally ready to scale up gradually if required. You know. Uh, uh, obviously with the trustworthy people around them you know if they trust somebody they are they are also the uh, open to scaling up their we're adding up one more loom to their uh, you know setup and all of that so that is happening so that that is quite inspiring that is true and you know i you actually answered uh, like one of the questions that i was bound to ask you like you know how were you, how were you able to manage uh, to collaborate with the local artisans because for them like you said right getting that trust is the biggest hurdle absolutely so that, they will give their life for you if they trust right, you trust me right. i mean during the pandemic they've been continuously telling me that uh, you know didi aur sheher mein bahut zyada ye sab hai aap family ko leke aake hum log ke yahan pe reh jao yahi pe hum log kheti karte hai yahi pe khate hai sab hum log aapke dhyan rakhenge obviously we didn't go That's but so they were really worried about you know so yes it's like a family then right because uh, that's like, that's the kind of vibe you get and that's the kind of loyalty and i think dedication also towards the work absolutely. you get which which you know one needs to understand when they when you when anyone whoever wants to get into such kind of a collaboration need to understand that even they are looking for somebody with similar dedication to work for and absolutely. create a bond mm-hmm. which is trustworthy and you know obviously in the bad times that's the reason they will stick to you so that's that's quite uh, inspiring you know and uh, to learn and you have a first hand experience for yes. all these things so yes. i i think so that I is you know, that is my high veronica you know like if somebody uh, uh, gives me some huge amount of money and tells me that okay you sit in your uh, design and manufacturing unit in bombay and mm-hmm. do your work mm-hmm. uh, and don't worry about the finances uh, i think those travel to the villages the interactions i have with them is mm. you know although i always book a place to stay but i end up staying with their family you know knowing the family eating the food cooked at home mm. i think that, that's where i um, derive uh, the energy from to do what i'm doing you know it's not about just making clothes and selling that is just a platform for me correct that's why pratha is is with a purpose right it's just not pure business there to you know sell something which is uh, made in india kind of a tag mm. the purpose is to get uh, these artisans the actual recognition that they should get based mm. on the kind of work that they do mm. so uh, that's that's really lovely to hear and one more thing that pratha really uh, you know, advocates is sustainability now when when it comes to uh, fashion industry that is i think one of the biggest challenges which uh, every kind of uh, person entrepreneur or anybody because there's a lot of uh, fabric there is a lot of other things that are being used they get discarded and mm-hmm. to reuse them and you know it's a big 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 challenge because i've spoken with other people as well who are into similar industry and that is one of the things that they keep telling is that the fashion industry or anybody that is dealing with textile 
needs to work on right now is sustainability because we need to save our environment in whatever way we can in whichever field we are working in so how is pratha uh, making sure that you know uh, you are into a sustainable fashion industry and probably you are leading the path in there hmm uh so yeah so before i get into um, answering uh, your uh, question uh, i don't know whether it's appropriate here but i would just like to mention here that uh, however inappropriate it may sound uh, in the world where sustainability is used more as a keyword for growth than the actual word uh, i prefer calling myself or according pratha mm-hmm. as a conscious fashion brand rather than a sustainable one because mm-hmm. sustainability is the final goal the final destination we are trying to reach you know sustainability mm-hmm. actually has a um uh, has a lot of do- uh, boxes to be ticked you know right, right. and uh, i think um, again the journey is always more enjoyable than the destination so i am in the journey mm-hmm. you know staying conscious staying honest authentic in the business with a socio economic and um, uh, environmentally i'm mean, doing business in the socio economic and environmentally relevant base and obviously my final destination is sustainability the fun thing is you know what veronica i'm I, i'm sorry if i'm diverting from your question i'll come to the answer of what how we are handling it mm-hmm. the fabrics and all of that but the fun, uh, the funny part is when i started off with pratha uh, i uh, i honestly didn't but the, i did not have it in my uh, whatever um, checklist that okay it has to be a sustainable brand mm-hmm. uh, my first why was uh, like i told you was creating sustainable livelihood for the viewers so they were in the core of my um, uh, why okay mm-hmm. and i did business uh, in the way i led my life you know uh, so uh, I, i i i did my business through my core value system that i followed as sukanya not realizing that it actually by default ticked a lot of uh, sustainability uh, norms you know that's when i mean maybe two years down the uh, into the business i realized oh wow you know i am actually uh, uh, functioning as a sustainable brand you know that's yeah, it, when I, it could yeah. be yeah it could be because i think subconsciously like you said you have shared before like in your childhood you have seen that you know in your family uh things getting reused rather than exactly. thrown away exactly so probably it was already there with you and it maybe during yeah. me yeah Correct. exactly it was a way of life for me you know upcycling recycling then because of aesthetics uh you know by default i i use used uh, uh, eco friendly like my bill books my uh, visiting card everything all our stationery we use eco friendly mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. Uh, it was just because of uh, because sukanya liked it you know sukanya right, wanted right. it that way and then i realized that oh wow it, it was so it was a you know i was leading my uh, uh, my pratha in the honest authentic ways that i lead uh, my life mm-hmm. and wow it was like uh, uh, it, it it actually ticked uh, the norms of a sustainable or almost ticked uh, most of the norms of the sustainable brand Yeah. yeah so coming to, uh, to our waste management so again uh, waste management uh, again 
happened by accident you know again it it wasn't like okay now uh, there is waste catching uh, on uh, if i have to tell you very honestly the first 6 uh, 8 um, months i didn't even uh, get to focus in this while i knew that i could not throw waste away uh, dump it outside mm -hmm. it was getting dumped inside my workshop not knowing what to do because i was too busy setting up and understanding business at that point right. in time you know so uh, and um, there have been times uh, to be very uh, transparent with you. There have been times where my masters uh, and um, uh, the carriers, they uh, because it was accumulating, they've slightly gone and thrown stuff outside also, mm -hmm. you know, which I got to know later and felt guilty about. Okay, mm -hmm. but then what happened is that um, uh, it was a very uh, interesting thing where uh, once our workshop was set and you know work was happening there, we had a lot of these local ladies uh, approach us for work. Um, you know, like um, time and again, at least in a week, two, three ladies from the neighborhood would come to meet me, whatever. But we knew that they were not skilled enough to do my uh, carrier's work. So mm -hmm. that's when I uh, I thought of, you know, uh, merging the two together where I, uh, so we, we have this, we've started this uh, uh, vertical, uh, a sub brand, you can call it, called Ityadi under Pratha. Okay, it's called mm -hmm. Ityadi. So Ityadi is everything, etc. right? Right. So, uh, so uh, which, uh, hand, which is basically uh, turned out to me by uh, waste management projects, you know? So mm -hmm. here, what we do is we, uh, train uh, these uh, ladies in the neighborhood so uh, one way we are trying to uh, you know make them financially independent and also in the process um, getting our uh, um, pre-retail scrap upcycled uh, and you know uh, uh, transformed into fashion uh, jewelry we have neck pieces um, uh, earrings headbands coasters um, Lutkans and it's ever growing. You know, there are times even these girls give us ideas. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is one a constant process of uh, upcycling of waste which we've uh, uh, we've kept it as a constant and a developing vertical but honestly you don't find most of them on our website because each piece is unique unique you know so click, clicking every piece and uploading uh, gets time consuming we do have few of them but most of them get sold uh, uh, offline and in addition to that, as a constant process, we uh, we add um, an element of uh, patchwork from the pre-retail scrap uh, using our waste. Uh, our collection, uh, you know, as, as a design element, we keep on uh, uh, keep keep we keep in mind, you know, how we could patch our pre-retail uh, pre-retail scrap and use it in our silhouettes and our design. So we have a whole patchwork edit collection which we had launched. We uh, the latest Bindi Asha collection, which we launched uh, earlier this year, also has used patchwork, and it is a constant design element being used. So um, uh, I think almost 80, 75 to eighty percent of our pre-retail scrap gets consumed in those. A very interesting um, 
uh, story here i would like to narrate veronica mm -hmm. if you have the time sure, okay like uh, we just mentioned you just mentioned right that yeah it came naturally to you because of the childhood you had experienced uh, things getting upcycled in your childhood and i imbibed it and it was there in my right. dna right right uh, in a similar manner i have seen this being transmitted into the dna of the people i work with you know my my employees my uh, masters carigers these girls who come to work with me uh, so a quick story among the many uh, incidences that had happened is that my uh, my production unit my masters carigers uh, they take a lunch break of uh, an hour to hour and a half every day because there is a lot of physical work they stand and do their cutting and all of that right so they need their lunch break along with some rest so they take the, this break and there's a tea break which they take anyway so one of the lunch breaks um, i generally don't go to the production uh, area at that point of time because they you know after they eat they take a quick nap or whatever and they're embarrassed if any of us if any of the office staff goes that side so none of us go that day there was some emergency i had to you know get some fabric or something i was on a call so i rushed it and i saw them sleeping sleeping on uh um pillows okay they were using mm -hmm. pillows to sleep so uh i didn't say anything i came out to baad mein when they woke up and freshened up and all i asked the master ki aap ye ghar se takiya leke aate ho kya sone ke liye so then he gets the takiya and he shows it to me and uh, so each one of them actually made uh, pillows by stuffing these retail scrap and you know uh, just doing a hand stitch of one rejected fabric so wow. that made me so proud veronica you know like it's a simple it's a very simple story but then i felt that okay i mean i'm so happy that they have also imbibed the entire uh, you know uh, that the value uh, you know the uh, the belief system that we go by and they have upcycled it and used it. they could have actually just uh, got and purchased right. a pillow or got it from home taken money from me ki takya chahiye sone ke liye right. but they right. actually right. use their brains and uh, were innovative enough to do that you know it's innovative and sensitive enough to do that so yeah i think uh, so that's what i think i was talking to you about the ripple into wave right mm. veronica mm. so i always believe even if two or three people from every interaction takes back a learning and converts and you know takes it forward to two or three more people i think our job is done that way no definitely and i think you know because they see you doing it so they get motivated and like you say like you know it's it's understood it becomes a subconscious effort as well to be right. a part of that so right. subconsciously right. when they started walking on the path on which you were walking and they never realized it that yeah. you know and they are also on the way you know these are my uh, i think little wins yes <laughs> and and i think these wins these little wins actually motivate you much more uh, than any other big celebration or big milestone that you reach because Absolutely. when when you see your vision when you see your core values getting reflected with the people that you're working with or who are working for you you know it 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 does give you a sense of confidence that first of all you're in the right path and you are advocating the right values because it is bringing a change absolutely absolutely that's that's lovely and i i i think i i'm i don't even have to ask you this question because i am envisioning now that you know pratha has will be a key player in collaborating uh, local with local artisans and you know getting more uh, 
artistic and beautiful Indian heritage out there for uh, people to get educated and also incorporate in whatever way they can in their daily lives, be it in fashion, be it in, uh, you know, like a home decor or anything that they can, mm -hmm. you know, to be proud of, of mm -hmm. uh, from where they come. Now, it could be their uh, local state or it could be from any place in India. Yes, but and you know, uh, uh, it is uh, what I tell people is that it's not about it's not about the clothing alone. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it is uh, like if tomorrow Veronica is wearing a pratha, she needs to look good, but she needs to f uh, feel better. Right. That, uh, that that is what we try to do. You know, like feel better in terms of physical comfort and mm -hmm. also feel better about contributing to a big, bigger cause or taking forward a bigger message. So definitely. Um, yeah, that is, and, and that could be through any platform, like you mentioned about, uh, you know, collaborating and figuring out, you know, um, it could be through any platform. Today it's clothing, tomorrow it could be something else, though we don't have, you know, thought of anything else right now, mm -hmm. but uh, keeping our core vision or core uh, purpose intact, you know, um, mm -hmm. we are open to um, any kind of growth beyond that. No, no definitely because um, you know recently uh, that's what really you know I got in, got me interested in talking to you because one of the reasons to be frank with you was I was sitting with my elder daughter and we were looking at a documentary oh. and you know she was quite uh, a sort of a little bit upset as well when she when she uh, saw in the documentary like you know how the Indian culture especially when it comes to weaving uh -huh. uh, it's it's dying because people are not buying. Uh, enough so and the first question she asked me and it was quite interesting actually uh -huh. but she did ask me like mom why don't you wear something like this and you know it would help them out wow and I would love to have a chat with your elder daughter someday <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know that, that that got me thinking that you know no matter I'm trying to teach her uh, you know indirectly through watching these documentaries and all but uh -huh. physically, am I doing something that, you know, probably setting an example for her? Uh -huh. and, you know, I am doing this, so can you. And, uh -huh. and that's when I started my um, online exploration because all this happened during pandemic. And, you know, uh -huh. at that time, everything was shut. So uh -huh. it's, I have bookmarked a few things and now Pratha is definitely going to be. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm going to so so that, is, that is one thing that now, now uh, like, you know, I as a mother do, do, do consciously do that with her so that, you know, uh -huh. she also feels that, you know, we are also contributing in some way. No, but I'm serious, uh, Veronica, I would want to have a chat with your daughter, because for us, it's a constant learning, you know, because the younger, it's very important for us to um, uh, understand what the younger generation thinks about this, you know, and oh, how yeah. we could actually ensure that this is carried forward in the future also. Yeah, and, and this is one thing that I keep telling everyone that, you know, you need to keep your all your senses open, no matter you're an entrepreneur or you're working. Because at times you might get to learn something from a very young generation where you wouldn't even think about that. Okay, they can think that way. Mm -hmm. And and this generation is coming. They are born with the mind of their own. Absolutely. They know exactly what they want to be mm -hmm. quite early. And, mm -hmm. and they're very clear about it. And probably that clarity we never had. So <laughs> we are still <laughs> figuring out. Mm -hmm. Even in our later stages of our life, we are figuring out. So I think they'll be much better than us for sure. 
बट दे डू गेट अस थिंकिंग it is like you know you're too down so how do you manage to keep your motivation level up and high so that you can get back to the uh, you know back to your challenges and go out with your fresh mind i snooze off <laughs> I think when I'm too stressed, you know, I snooze off. I, I, you know, I, I sleep it out to feel refreshed. I love sleeping, though I don't get too much uh, opportunity to sleep. But uh, that's one thing uh, that I do, and um, uh, I also um, uh, I, I have a, a pet at home. So you know, uh, spending time with my pet and taking care of my plants. um helps me de stress a lot you know mm-hmm. I, you know I, i i i love my walks and runs you know i'm a very mm-hmm. i'm not a gym person i'm more of a outdoorsy person so i just take off for my uh, walks whenever i feel that okay it's getting overbearing for me so i just take off for my and i don't carry my phone when i go for my walks that's like my cut off time so yes that i do and uh, when i get a little uh, like when i get two days or more period uh, like of uh, of free time then i just take off somewhere you know like like again uh, my travel kira in me i just take off somewhere the destination does not matter it is just the momentum the journey and all that happens in the process that i enjoy uh, uh, and i come back refreshed you know it, it could be just a uh, uh drive across the city and um i come back refreshed and um I, you know that's a very funny thing like when i when i when i travel when i'm on a road trip uh i am like this kid uh, uh suffering from fomo of missing out like however tired i am i cannot sleep during road trips because i need to catch and observe and you know uh, observe and absorb everything around me which doesn't happen to me when i'm on the flights in the flights i sleep peacefully because there's nothing much to uh, uh see around right so mm-hmm. uh, i think that again energizes me and rejuvenates me and all of that i remember my dad always used to say keep your eyes and ears open and observe and learn and i never thought that i would take it so seriously in life that mm-hmm. i suffer from such kind of fomo when i am on my road trips you know so yeah so um, in a crux when i have uh, when i do not have much time it is like either i snooze off or play with my 
pet, spend some time with my cuddle, my pet, or mm. uh, you know, talk to my plants, um, listen to music. And when I have the time, I just take off. I just hit the road. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely. There, I think. Uh, I mean, for me, if I have to de-stress, uh, there are three things that normally work. One is uh, I'm I'm not a very good cook, but I don't know somehow cooking <laughs> makes me go a little calm. So that is one thing which my family is really surprised about. They're like, you are never into cooking, but only when you're angry or upset, you get into the kitchen to make something. And unfortunately, only at that time, it comes out to be good. And most of the time, it is a little crappy. So they wish you get angry more often. Yeah, that's what my husband keeps saying. That That's the reason I like to irritate you because probably something you're going to cook. Something good will come out of it. Yeah. And the second thing is sleeping. <laughs> sleeping is one of ah. sleep through your worries kind of a thing. Mantra. Ah, exactly. Really... Yeah, that's why I said I just snooze off. Try and snooze off. And whenever yeah. I wake up, I'm like, I've forgotten everything. Yeah, correct. Correct. So that that works like a charm all the time for me. Uh, and also, I, again, coming back to my, you know, uh, again, my upcycling story. Mm-hmm. I, I love my home and office space. You know, that is my area, my space, mm-hmm. my comfort zone. And mm-hmm. I keep on, um, you know, upcycling stuff and recreating new cozy spaces out of nothing out there that gives me the uh, like when I'm creating something obviously it helps me cut off from the stress I'm going through Mm -hmm. and uh, again the end result of having created something gives me a different kind of a high so I transform tires into furnitures bottles and pipes into planters uh, discarded furnitures into wall decor so all that so uh, uh, my husband is uh, really scared me kahi se kuch bhi utha ke leke aa jati you know like he's like you know why do you need a, need a raddi wala in life and we have no kind of thing but when i transform them into something then he's like thrill okay okay i mean this like uh, we do a guess work game out here that guess what i've transformed this out of and uh, yeah that's that is something again which gives me a lot of uh, which cuts me off and um, uh refreshes me yes that's uh, so that's lovely so uh, the uh, lastly you know i uh, would like to end this lovely conversation that we have had like you know there are a lot of women entrepreneurs who are uh, trying to uh, make a space of their own it could be either because they they've been on long breaks and they have figured out what exactly they want to do or uh, you know they just want to do something of their own so what kind of an advice would you like to give uh, to all the women entrepreneurs out there who want to make a name for themselves i would like to uh, say something which i personally believe in or uh, uh, something which mo- uh, i motivate myself with uh, whenever uh, i am overwhelmed with some kind of a fear or some kind of you know um, uncertainty Mm-hmm. I remind myself with the thought that your desire for success should be greater than your fear of failure. Right. You know, that is what you should start with. Don't let any kind of inhibition come here. Even when you're starting off, you know, like mm-hmm. before starting off also, there are all, a lot of ifs and buts and a lot of people discouraging you. If you True. believe in your uh, dream, if you believe in the idea um, just go for it because failure is not about the outcome. Mm. You know? Failure is about the learning in the process and stick to it. You will see success sometime. You know, just be consistent and authentic in the way. Mm-hmm. So uh, the believe in your dream while keeping close watch on the commercials is very important. Believe, just, just swear by the dream you have. 
believe in it and like i said that stay consistent and very authentic all through the journey be original with mm. your idea or with with your whatever it is and come with a solution for the end consumer don't think of a a lifeless product you know think of a solution obviously it's going to be a product but think of how, how that will solve your consumers uh, um problems or mm. consumers whatever you know like come with a solution so uh, i would like to uh, you know uh, end with i mean i mean uh, this particular question i would like to end with one uh, line for them is that winners aren't made in a day collection of scars and defeat decorate their day so if you see uh, i think more 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 we should start speaking more about our failures right uh, because you know we hear success stories everywhere and we you know it scares uh, out the newcomers a lot so trust right. me all of us have gone through a lot of defeats lot of failures still going through it it's not over you know we're still going through it but uh, yeah so it's uh, we 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 live through it we've been the ziddi stubborn girl to live through it and hopefully you know we'll come out as winners someday so believe in that trust me and reach out reach out to people mm. reach out to uh, businesses you believe in reach out to uh, successful entrepreneurs you whose work you like mm. just just make uh, cold messages cold emails and reach out to them you know mm. find a mentor in your life i think it will help you save so uh, veronica during the lockdown actually there have been lot of uh, you know fresh entrepreneurs who have reached out to us you know that's that's where i felt that mm. even while you know with a half an hour talk with these people you know you can actually uh, do wonders so yeah I definitely think, yes. definitely yes because because you can't you know no matter whether you're a solo entrepreneur or you are you are you are you are somebody who has collaborated or a bunch of friends are working together to do something on their own but when you have when you have a network to rely on where yeah. you know that today i'm i'm going okay this is the problem i'm facing i know i can reach out to sukanya from pratha and probably she'll give me an answer yeah. or an idea on how to resolve this yeah. kind of a thing so yeah. i have somebody to look out for no doubt there is a competition in the market no doubt like you know there are competitors out there but but there are times where we need to support each other in whatever way we can because at the end of the day it is your product how you execute it what you give to your consumers is your thing absolutely so nobody can copy it if i try to copy it i will never succeed because the mindset is not there absolutely you know and, yeah. and somewhere the customer also um, uh, senses the vibe True. in the product you know True. the energy in because the product it is sensed by the customer that is definitely because like you know pratha means heart and soul of sukanya hmm. it is as simple as that now if right. i will try to replicate it that heart and soul will not come in there so yes. i have to find my product where i can put my heart and soul into it yes yes and i tell everybody you know veronica that uh, uh, i i strongly believe in collaboration over competition there is a market True. for everybody definitely so yeah if your own dream your own way why do you have to replicate other people's dreams right yeah and i mean internet has opened up like a different it's a complete different ball game i feel e-commerce right. there right. is space for everyone no matter right. you are from the same uh, sector or a different sector it doesn't matter it what 
what matters is which consumer you have connected with and what kind of service you are able to give to them so that they become they come back to you Absolutely. and they become your recurring customer Absolutely. so that like is you mentioned that uh, sell solutions don't sell true. products true no. very <laughs> true very true so on that note sukanya thank you again for being thank a part so much, of insiders right. talk and it was lovely talking to you and you know understand what pratha is all about and more importantly understand the mindset that is sukanya behind it and uh, and to understand you know what kind of value you're giving back to the indian uh, culture and indian industry and helping out the weavers the local weavers to achieve their dreams hopefully and more in the coming future it was lovely speaking to you i mean uh, you know the conversations give me a high and this was a lovely conversation with you veronica thank you so much for having me on the show So that's all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the interview and had some valuable lessons to take in with you and the stories inspired you and you found it interesting. I would be coming with more new stories in the coming week. Every week, every Monday you will get to hear from me from a new entrepreneur their stories about their brands, about their insights on employment and few tips and tricks to get into entrepreneurship. Stay tuned, stay safe. and enjoy your life